I wish the online crowd could have, could have stayed with us last night because last night, I think we went, what, three and a half, four hours almost, you know? And uh, something happens when people decide. Listen, hunger will make you do a whole lot of things that you don't normally do. You understand that? And you can, you can, you can get yourself hungry. Hunger is a trained response. What you hunger for is a trained response. We were talking about that, talking about food, talking about hunger last night, but we were out to eat last night after service, you know, and Pastor Dustin and I were talking about how you get hungry. You, you, know, you know, one of the ways you get, have you noticed how one of, one of the ways you get hungry is, is, is you get around other hungry people? Because when you get around hung, other hungry people, I, I guarantee you, while you're having lunch, you'll be planning supper. You, you ever, right? Right? I mean, you're, you, you sitting there at lunch, and you're talking about what are we going to have for food tonight, and what are we going to do with these leftovers, and, and there's something about getting around hungry people, they'll stir by conversation, they'll stir something in you because they're hungry, and then you'll get hungry hearing about them, their hunger. You, you know, another way to, 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 another way to make sure you eat right and, 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 and be hungry is don't snack on unnecessary stuff the whole day. I mean, that's why, that's, why, that's, why, that's why moms and dads don't let kids have cookies and all whatnot before supper time. Because if you have all those five cookies and, what, and everything else, by, by come time for dinner, you're not going to want to eat. So let me help you with this. You don't have to listen to every podcast and every YouTube anything that comes down the pipe. Because some things don't feed you, they take away from you. And then, when, and then come time for, for you to have an actual meal, you're not hungry anymore because you just spend the week feeding on everything. That little app they were talking about, the Living Word app they were talking about, you ought to get that app. Why? Because that's, that's, that's going to bring you feeding from the house God planted you in. And you want to you wanna eat whatever God's serving in your house, you see. And so some, some of these, see, you, you can trade. You know, the Lord told me one time, listen now, the Lord told me one time, you cannot hunger for what you've never tasted for. And I thought, you know, that's right. Did you know that if you've never tasted chocolate, you couldn't hunger for chocolate? Think about that. You couldn't have a craving for something you have never tasted. You know why you hunger for more of God? is because on the inside of you, you know there's more. And there is a generation... And by generation, I don't mean age. By generation, scripturally, we mean heart. That, that's, that's the scriptural definition of, 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 that's the scriptural definition of age and generation. It's not just by age, it's by heart. If you're hungry, you're in the new generation. Why? Because as far as God is concerned, as long as you're eating from Him and of Him and by Him, life is coming to you. And so I always want to be hungry for Him. And I, and, I, and I, you can work yourself up into hunger. You can work yourself up into hunger. I'll guarantee you, anytime you come by my hotel room, you'll find something playing in the background. I don't have to be sitting down taking notes and all whatnot. I, you can just leave it playing in the background and it'll get in on the inside of you. By the way, that's what you want these type of things for. You want to leave it in the background because if, if, whatever you hear about, your mind has a way of gravitating towards, you know. And, and, and so how, see, you, you can tame yourself some of these things, see, see, like, like last night, the whole of yesterday, because when I came on Wednesday, they told me about the whole event that they were doing uh, yesterday, you know, when they were handing out those sandwiches and handing out those cookies and whatnot, and, and they actually had me film a little, a, a little video clip that they were going to post on social media to talk about, to talk about the event last night and to talk about the cookies and, and all whatnot. And so I, I was filming it, and I was thinking about it. And, you know, just by me doing that little clip on video and, and everything else and thinking about it and all that, I kind of got a little hankering for some cookies myself. <laughs> Sadly, though, they left me none. We're not going to say who, <laughs> Pastor Dustin... So the things you talk about and think about, you'll hunger after. And so that's part of why we need a corporate gathering. That's just one of the reasons why you come to church. You want to get around other hungry people. 
and you can spread your hunger just by conversation you can talk about. You can pull other people in, and they can pull you in into what they're hungry about. Now, this whole week, we've been talking about the anointing. Uh, because come to find out that as a believer, ev- the reason why I am a believer and everything I do as a believer must be a result of the anointing. The purpose for the blood is that the Spirit could indwell you. Hear that. Hear, if, if, listen, if you hear nothing else this Sunday morning, that alone is good enough for you to go home with rich. The purpose for the blood is that the Spirit could indwell you. Why? Because if the blood cleansed you, but the Spirit didn't indwell you, you'd still be empty. Clean, but empty. So God's purpose wasn't just to have you cleaned up. His purpose was to fill you so you could represent Him while on the earth realm. So, so, so when, when, we, when we take a half a step and say, cleanse me, but we don't take the other step and say, fill me, we're, we're really nowhere. Because then I don't have the power within me that's necessary for me to demonstrate the life God intended for me to be through me. And then I don't get to accomplish the purposes He has for me. So what do we call this when God empowers me? Listen, it's called the anointing. There is no believer, hear me, there is no believer, there is no son of God, there is no daughter of God that doesn't have a touch of the anointing on them. The issue isn't God give me more of an anointing. The issue is, Lord, help me learn to co- recognize and cooperate with the anointing that's already on my life. Because whatever God gave you is good enough. You see, the implication when we say God give me more is that God, what you gave me wasn't enough. And so rather than say, God, give me more, I've learned to say, God, help me understand, help me recognize, help me work with what you already gave me, because my guess is going to be that God being God, because He's Jehovah Jireh, because He sees in advance and He sees into my future, He already knew everything that I was going to need before I even thought about what I was going to need, and because He knew what I was going to need, He gave me in advance of what I was going to need, what I was going to need. 2 Corinthians, just so we can say we opened our Bibles this morning, because I, I, I get going and, and, and 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and verse 21 says, ooh, verse 20 is a good one, it's got nothing to do with what we're preaching about, but I'm going to read it anyway. Verse 20 says, for all the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him, Amen. Just thought I'd throw that in there. That's not what we're going to talk about, but it's always, good to, it's always good to have a yes and amen to everything, you know. So anytime you read, that, you see, that's why I tell people when you come to church, anytime you hear anything good, you want to say amen. You want to you wanna, you wanna verbally lay a hold of whatever it is you hear. You understand that? You want to you wanna, you wanna just, I'll take that. And I've, 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 even, I've even told people, if you're in a, if you're in a meeting this size and, 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 and whatnot, those of you that's watching online, if you're in a meeting this size and there's a word come out for a specific individual, there's a prophecy come out for a specific individual, the pastor or whoever calls them out by name, give them a word. If you want some of that, you can say, God, give, I'll, take some, I'll take some of that as well. Because God's no respecter of people, you know. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to do anything for you that he won't do for me if I'll believe him for it. See? All right, anyway, that's verse 20 that we're not preaching about this morning. <laughs> verse 21. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ. So, this is how he establishes me. Listen, has anointed us in God. Notice this phrase, has anointed us. So, this issue of the anointing isn't a future event, it's a past event. I have been anointed in the Christ. So, 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 so there is an aspect of me while I'm here on the earth realm where I'm also anointed into Him in the heavenly realm. And that's the connect between heaven and earth. Heavens connect with earth. Listen now. Heavens connect with earth is through us. We're the representation of that. We're the representation of heaven on the earth realm. Now, primarily, can I tell you how that, can you tell, can I tell you how that, how that activates itself on the earth realm? It's by prophecy. 
I've studied this out, and I, 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 I wish I had three weeks to go through this with you. But the primary way that heaven expresses itself on the earth realm is by prophecy, meaning by a declaration by someone on the earth, anointed by the Spirit of God, having heard right, and then having the boldness to stand up and say, this is what the Lord says. That's why in Acts chapter 2, Paul, uh, Peter, quoting Joel, says, my sons and my daughters will prophesy. It's not always uh, uh, predictive, but it is always declaring what heaven says. And there is a generation, a generation hungry enough who will get up and hear enough so that they can speak enough what God intends for the earth realm. And all this, all this that we talk about, sensitivity to the thing of the Spirit of God, uh, uh, sensitive to the flow, hunger for the flow, the whole reason of that, listen, isn't just that my needs to be taken care of. God intends for my need to be, your need to be taken care of, whatever that means. If it's healing, there's healing for you. If it's, if it's, if it's provision, there's provision for you. If it's protection, if it's deliverance, He's got all that. But His purpose isn't just that. His purpose is that you being healed, you being prosperous, you being delivered, you being protected, through you could come divine utterance on the earth realm. And I, 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 have a, I have a new appreciation for God speaking through earthen vessels uh, that can come out in prayer, that can come out in prophesying, that can come out in preaching, that can come out with you saying amen. You see, amen's a powerful word. Because when you amen something, you're, 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 you're jumping in on a divine promise. You're saying, I'm taking that. That's for me. Maybe no one else, but I'm taking it. In fact, I used to tell people at my church, you know, I used to tell people at my church, I said, listen, if you're standing by someone and when I'm preaching and I say something good and if you stand by someone and if they don't want to say amen while, while I'm saying something good, you jump in front of them and say, I'll, I'll, I'll ta- amen for them, I'll take it. No point, no point, no point letting a good promise go to waste. <laughs> now, he who establishes with you in Christ and has anointed us in God, listen now, has, who has also sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as guarantee. The purpose for the Spirit in your heart as a guarantee, listen, is to guarantee that you're anointed. So I have a guarantee. I have a, I have a divine guarantee from heaven that I have an anointing from heaven. And that guarantee is the Holy Spirit himself. Listen, listen, the guarantee is not signs and wonders. The guarantee is not healing the sick. The guarantee is not casting out demons. The guarantee is none of The guarantee is the Holy Spirit himself. The fruit of that is the signs and wonders. So I'm not, I'm not looking at the signs. I'm not looking at the signs and wonders as the guarantee. I'm looking at the Holy Ghost on the inside. That's why the, the times that you and I live in require that we develop a relationship with the Spirit of God. Because outside of that relationship with the Spirit of God, I have no way to access what heaven's given me. Now, hear me. The anointing God has given you is for life, for your life. I don't just mean for the longevity of life, but I mean for the life He's called you to live. That means that if He's called you into business, there is an anointing for that. That means if you're in school, there is an anointing for that. That means if you're a mom and you're a dad, you're a housewife, you're, you're whatever, there is an anointing for that. Because, because if there isn't, think about what that means. If there isn't, that means that God is, uh, intends to anoint you for spiritual things, but then when it comes to everything else, you're on your own. Well, what kind of God is that? Why would a loving father leave you purposeless and defenseless and abilityless in where we spend the most of our life, our earthly life. Because the bulk of the people aren't, aren't, aren't preaching somewhere behind the pulpit. The bulk of people, God's people I'm talking about, 
the bulk of God's people live out in the everyday world. So why would God say, I only have an anointing for you in here, but nowhere else out there? No, you have to, you have to understand that whatever you do in life, there is an anointing for that. And, 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 and when we come to church and we talk about the Spirit of God and we talk about the anointing, it isn't just for church, it's for life. And the more we understand that God intends through the anointing to be a part of, and not just be a part of, but empower you for life, then the more I can learn to lean into that and, and be prosperous in every part of my life that He intends for me to be prosperous in, which is everything. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come into life thinking of ministry, you know, because um, I, I grew up Catholic, you know, and, and I'm, not, I'm not suggesting, I'm not saying that you can't be Catholic and born again, I'm just telling you we were not. I, I, you, know, I, you know, I'm just telling you we were not, right? And uh, so the, uh, my, my concept of ministry growing up was the priesthood, and I knew that wasn't for me, <laughs> right? <laughs> And again, not, nothing wrong. I'm just saying that I knew that one for me, right? I just knew one for me, you know. So I didn't have a concept of, of ministry uh, uh, the, way, the, way, the way maybe you all would have being in this church, you know. And so my, I, as I grew up, I never thought I could do what I'm doing now. It never was, it nev- in my mind at least, it never was an option. It never was. The people I grew up around with, the people I ran with as a, as a kid, as a young adult, it, 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 just, I, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, ooh, let's go sign up for a Bible school and be pastors. It, it wasn't like that at all, right? Like at all. It wasn't anything that we were thinking about. And, and you know, uh, the funny thing I found, I say funny, but really it's sad. The thing I found is that as I grew into where I am, and I'm still growing, into where I am with the things of the anointing and the things of the Spirit of God, the people that I, some people, some people, not all, some people that I thought would grow with me didn't come with me. Can I, can I, can I help you with this? This is good pastoral counsel. Not everybody runs with you all through life. But you got to learn to run with the anointing on your life and go with what you know to be right. Because if your move, if their lack of progress hinders your progress, you both lose. You understand that? The way you help people, listen, the way you help people who are not hungry is not by being not hungry. The way you help people who are not hungry is to be hungrier. You understand that? You turning cold will do nothing for everyone else who's cold in your life. It might cost you, but God will, God will bring it back to you. You understand that? Right. So you, you going cold won't help anyone. Now, now t- t- so talking about this. So growing up, I had no concept of a pulpit type anything. You know, when I, when I got born again and, 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 and got into a spirit-filled church, I was just, I was just, I was just happy I was just happy doing whatever they had me do. You know, I was, I was the cleanup crew. I was the book table. I was, I was everything. I was, um, I was the usher and everything. They always had me usher way at the back. That probably tells you right now that I wasn't too good at what I was doing. But, but I did all of that. But in, listen now, in doing all of that, I found me. Some of these things we got to talk about again. You see, sometimes when you talk about the anointing, People have this grand, grandiose, romantic idea that one day, one day, one day I'm going to be, I'm going to be at home and a bolt of lightning going to come and strike me on the forehead. The, the wind's going to come, blow the windows back open, and then Jesus is going to come floating in with six angels on this side and six angels on that side. They're going to come sit on my bed and they're going to describe everything I'm going to do, the great and glorious things I'm going to do for Jesus in life. Most of the time, you discover, listen now, you discover your ministry by serving. Most of the time, you, you, uh, these are the, 
I'm in the process of writing another book. One of them, one of them, I'm in the process of writing a few. One of them is going to be on the anointing. And I, I, I think we've made too much of too little and too little of too much. Thank God for supernatural occurrences. They ought to happen. But, but even over there in the book of Acts, when it says that, and suddenly the wind came in, the sound of the mighty rushing wind came in, think about it. How could it be a suddenly when there's 120 people sitting in the room waiting for something? How could that be a suddenly? Right? That would be like if you all came to church and if, 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 you, all, if you all came to church this Sunday morning and then the lights were on and the doors were open and you're like, oh, suddenly the doors were open and the lights was on and there was a worship team singing. It wasn't suddenly. It's a Sunday morning. This was going to happen anyway. <laughs> so why did, why did over there in Acts 2, why, why, why did it say suddenly when you had 120 people waiting? Because when you get so caught up just being obedient to what he said for the sake of being obedient. Time doesn't mean anything to you anymore. Think of how frustrating that must have been when the disciples, when, when Jesus told the disciples to wait. I mean, think about this. They've seen this man teach, heal the sick, cast out, lep cast out demons, and, 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 and all. He didn't cast out lepers. That was the Pharisees cast out lepers. <laughs> <laughs> Right? They've, they've seen him do all this. They saw him get crucified, get resurrected, get ascended to heaven, and then they're going to run out and tell everybody the Messiah. So he says, no, 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 you, 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 you got to wait. You got to wait. You got to wait for the power to come on you. And they're like, okay, wait for how long? Didn't say. What would the power look like? Didn't say. Wait where? Didn't say. Did you know that obedience doesn't need details? <laughs> Come on. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to help you. This is a conversation about the anointing that, that you, don't, you don't often hear. Because when people talk about the anointing, they pump you up with signs and wonders and, and loud casting out something. But it's the small things that make the big thing. What would the anointing do for me if it gave me a miraculous life on the outside but did nothing for me on the inside? No, the anointing is for my longevity first because outside of my longevity, I have no ministry. So never mind you people, I need all the help I can get. So I'm not up there Say, Lord, give me a word for everyone. And anyone who knows me knows this is true. My sermon prep coming to any one service is, God, I need to hear you most desperately of all in that room. I need to touch most desperately of all in anyone in that room. And I'm going to walk in there and pretend like I'm the only one in that room. And when I speak, I'm speaking to me. Because it doesn't start with them, it starts with. God's got an anointing for you. That's why you see over there, well, we keep referring to this, let's just go to Acts 2, come on. We've got a little bit of time, we've got a little bit of time. Acts 2, Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and, they, and suddenly, and suddenly, and suddenly. Too many, too many want the suddenlies, they don't want the slowlies. The slowlies, listen, the suddenlies are a result of the slowlies. The suddenlies are a result of the silentlies. Work on your silentlies because you, can't, you, you cannot manipulate the suddenlies, but you can determine your slowlies. Hear me. This is what will give you longevity in what we're talking about. Because we talk about, I do at least, I talk about the anointing a lot. I talk about the flow of the Spirit a lot. I talk about the manifestations a lot. But I sometimes feel like I'm robbing people if that's all we talk about. We got to tell you the backstory of this. And the backstory of this is that the slowlies and the silentlies determine the suddenlies. You get to determine. You, you, you get to work out what your slowlies and your silentlies are. He determines what the suddenlies are. Yeah. 
And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, filled the whole house while they were sitting. So notice that there was a corporate flow, filled the whole house while they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of a fire, and one sat on each of them. So notice how that from the very beginning, there was an individual flame on each and every one. I love it that God have an individual flame with my name on it. And God have an individual flame with your name on it. Now, see, as far as we know, as far as we know, not all 120 in the upper room were preachers. They, I, I'm sure they had some sort of witnessing ministry. I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure they testified of the Lord some way, somehow. But we don't know that all 20 of them took a pulpit anywhere and, and preached anywhere. We know some of them did, but we don't know that all of them did. We have no record of that, that all of them did. But we do know that there was a flame on each and every one of them. So that tells, me, that tells me that there is a flame for anything you're called to do. And the more you recognize that there is a, oh my Lord, there is a divine flame for everything you set your hand to do. And, and, and when you understand that, when you jump into that and say, I, I, that, that individual flame, I'll take that. I'll take that for my business. I'll take that for my work. I'll, 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 I'll take that for, I've learned to take that for my writing. I've learned to take that for my writing. And I'm like, God, God because my, my, listen, my purpose isn't to start anything. I'm just trying to catch up with God already had planned for me. Because if, if, because if I, if, if I determine to start anything, well, then guess, guess what? I'm going to have to supply everything to, to catch up with whatever I'm trying to do. But boy, if I can just find out what God already has planned for me, I'll guarantee you He already has divine empowerment and divine equipment for what He's already called you to do. So then I don't ever have to, and hear me, hear me, I don't ever have to pray, God bless my writing. And I never have, actually. I've never said, God bless my writing. God bless my writing. God, I don't have to. I just found out what he wanted me to do, got involved in that, and guess what? The blessing was already there. In fact, not only was the blessing already there, when I found out he wanted me to write, all the people I needed to help me with my writing, they were already there too. You have to know, you have to know that there is an anointing for your life. And, and, and you have to learn to cooperate with that anointing in your life, not just in church. Because I know that the bulk of you, you don't live here in church I'm talking about. You understand? There's a Wednesday night service, there's Saturday service, there's Sunday services, probably one or two meetings in between. But the bulk of your time, 80%, 90% of the time, you live it out there. So why would we deprive you and say, this is where the anointing is and that's where it's not? No, no, you need to, listen, I, I've, I've learned, I've learned, it's one thing to know God's with me, it's a whole other thing to know God's in me. It's a, it, it's a whole lot better, it's a whole lot more powerful to know He's in me, not just with me, He's in me. And because He's in me, then wherever I is, He is too. So let's talk about this real quick. Let's talk about this real quick. Whatever it is in life you now do, as long as 1 John 2.20, come on, 1 John 2.20, 1 John 2.20, so you can see this. 1 John 2.20. I quote this a lot. 1 John 2.20 says, but you have an anointing for the Holy One, and you know all things. I like to say it this way. The anointing on you is for service. The anointing in you is for life. Notice how that the anointing in you, the spirit within you, the manifestation of this, 1 John 2.20, but you've received an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Notice how that this anointing that's on the inside of you, listen now, doesn't cast out demons, doesn't, doesn't heal the sick, doesn't raise the dead. What it does for you is that you know things. Now, 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 the primary way you know things, the primary way that this anointing, this inward witness anointing, the primary way it operates, listen now, is by a green light, red light sensation on the inside of you. That's primarily all, that's primarily, I want to say primarily all it does. That's primarily, the more than the most important things it could do for you is a real, red light, green light. So whatever it is you do in life, 
as long as there, and you understand what I mean by green light, don't you? It means that, it means that there, aren't, there aren't red flags and there's no charging bull come at you whenever you think about this situation. There is a, there is a, pe- and you know, we've all been there. I mean, we've all been there. You ever had people come tell you, put a little, they, they talk right, smell right, sound right, they, they, everything's right about them, then they shove a little thing in front of you and say, come on, we've got to sign this, we've got to sign this, and if we don't sign this by midnight, if you do sign it by midnight, we'll give you a free set of Ginzu knives. I mean, something, you know, it's something like that. You got to do it, you got to do it, you got And it, it sounds right, it looks right. Just on the inside, you're like, no, I think we need to take that. But then because you wanted those Ginzu knives, you signed it anyway. <laughs> then come to find out those knives were blunt. And then, and then you didn't need to sign what you need. You didn't want to sign what you want. And then you spent, a half, you spent a couple of years trying to get out what you signed into. Right? What was, what was that? What was that? There was, there, was, there, was the, there was the green light, red light, Holy Ghost anointing on the inside of you saying, don't do this. So whatever it is in life you're in, whatever it is in life you do, if you will allow for the green light to lead you, it's called peace. Oh, Lord, I need a confirmation. No, listen, let me help you. Peace is the confirmation. Quit looking. See, when we say confirmation, what we mean is, God, you know, um, I'm going to go to church, and if this is really your will, let me sit behind a lady who's got a great big hat and wearing a red, red dress, and then I'll take that as a sign from you. <laughs> no, that could be, I mean, that could be, that could be, that could be all kinds of reason why you sit behind a lady with a great big hat and no one's in here in a hat, clearly. So I'm not talking about anyone in here, but I'm just saying. There's a, whole, there's a whole lot of reasons why you could, that could happen, and there's a whole lot of ways that could be manipulated. Why would you want to look for a sign on the outside when he's on the inside of you? Our help doesn't come from the hills. Our help comes from the inside. It used to come from the hills, but now what was on those hills moved on to the inside of me. Here's where my help comes from. Red light. Green light. And you, they're kind of like Squid Game, isn't it? <laughs> Shh, don't say, no, don't, don't laugh. But, but when you learn to follow that, when you, le- when, you learn to, when you learn to follow that, your life will go with the hand of God intent for you to go. And again, like I said, you won't have half, see, half these prayers we pray, God bless this, God bless that. Wouldn't it just be easier to say, God, where do you want me with this? And I'll go to wherever you want me with this. And because wherever you want me, guess what? Jehovah Jireh already there. Instead of turn up to some other spot where he isn't there and say, God, come by here, Lord, come by here. Why don't I just go to where he already is and he already is there? So whatever it is in life you do, in whatever realm, if you will, listen, if you will follow the red and the green light, Listen, if you're in sales, if you're in business, don't you know that God can tell you when to call and whom to call and what to say when you call? Yeah, if you're a parent, listen, if you're a parent, God can give you divine wisdom of what to say and what not to say and when to say it. I come to find out that this anointing on the inside of me leads me into everything. I come to find out that actually everything in my life, God actually has a, wants a say-so in it. Come to find out I'm so lost without God that He actually wants to guide my whole life, not just the parts of my life that I think I'm lost at. And, 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 and because when I think that I'm lost in some parts and all those other parts, I've got this, God, I don't need you, those are usually the parts I need Him the most. That's why when I'm, when I'm weak, He's strong. The implication is when I'm strong, He's not. Because I'm, 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 I'm in charge of this, God, I've got this. You know, I've been going to church 40 years, I know what I'm doing with this. No, no, it's probably because you've been going to church 40 years that you're so confident in you going to church 40 years that you don't, you, you've lost a dependence. Church isn't supposed to train you outside of a sensitivity and a want for the Holy Ghost. It's supposed to train you into a sensitivity and a want for the Spirit of God. And the, and the confidence we should have is not in how much Bible we know, it's in how much Spirit we know. 
is not the Father, Son, and the Holy Scriptures. It's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That ought not be our confidence. Our, our, and again, I'm not suggesting that you don't know your Bible. You ought to know your Bible, obviously. You've heard me plenty enough to know that I'm big on that. You ought to know your Bible. But my confidence is not in what I know about my Bible. By the way, the purpose of the Bible is to review its author. So if I really did know my Bible, I would know that the purpose of the Bible is to know the author. So therefore, if I knew my Bible real good, I would know the author real good. If I don't know the author real good, but I know the Bible real good, then I don't know the purpose of the Bible. So then I would have failed in my Bible 101 class. The anointing on your life will lead you into areas where your anointing is. The anointing has a way of calling out. It's a deep call, it's a deep principle. Outside of me speaking publicly, right, if you saw me anywhere else outside of me speaking publicly, I'm a- hear me, I'm actually a very shy person. I know, would a shy person get up and say he's a shy person? Probably not. But okay, think about that, <laughs> right? So if I was in a room full of people that I don't know, chances are you'd find me in the back row, seated in the corner, hoping no one noticed me. I, 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 if, you, if, you, if you caught me like in just a social situation, right? I, I, my boys tell me I'm a little awkward, <laughs> you know? And so, so speaking out and speaking publicly isn't something I do all the time. So I'm not the life of the party type person, just burst in and that, that's... That, that. But something happens when the more I gave in to the anointing. See, when I was a kid growing up at church, ooh, you got to listen real quick because that, that, I don't know which clock I should be looking at, but either way, I got to listen quick. When I was a kid growing up at church, you know, um, the, 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 the church I got, I, I got born again into was a spirit-filled, charismatic uh, Pentecostal church, and they had a real witnessing ministry. I mean, they emphasized witnessing. They emphasized it hard and all the time, you know, and they would have buses go out every weekend. They would have buses go out downtown to where the malls were and all that kind of thing, and they would do street evangelism. Remember those days when people did street evangelism? I mean, you don't hear much about it nowadays, but it's still a thing, I hope. Okay, so one time, one time, one time I went with that bus, you know, and I tell you what, I was fear, it was fear and trembling personified. I mean, just the very idea of having to get up and go to talk to some stranger made me all sweaty, you know, and who wants to talk to a sweaty teenager, come up to you on the street, you know, that doesn't help, that, that, that doesn't help at all, you know, and so, I mean, just the very idea of that made me all, I was just all, you know, and, uh, and, and, uh, and guess what? I was right. I, well, I totally sucked at it. <laughs> I, was just, I was just like, te- I was just terrible. You know, I mean, I just, I, it was just awful. It was just awful. And, 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 and they used to try and convince me, no, you got to do this. This is what Jesus wanted. You got you to, gotta, and I just, I just, it, I just, it was just never my thing. And then one day, and I'm cutting it short, but one day, one day, one day, I got up to speak in front of people. And a guy who couldn't do one-on-one suddenly found his voice in front of thousands. Funny thing is, the people who were were real good one-on-one couldn't get up and speak in front of thousands. Now, listen, one's not better than the other. One's not better than the other. So hear me, hear me, hear my heart in this. Hear my heart in this. And, and one's not better than the other. It's simply that one fit me and I didn't fit that other. So why spend your life beating yourself over your head into something that you're not good at? Why not spend time polishing and working on the things you're already good at? Because if you would spend time, here's some good pastoral advice for you. If you would spend time working on the things you're already good at, you would get gooder at them. And if, but if you spend all your time beating yourself up over the things you're not good at, you probably would get mediocre at best. 
Now again, don't walk out of here and think that I'm not about discipline. If there are some areas in your life that need working on, work on them. But you got to recognize. The point is this, recognize your strength. Don't, don't, don't just spend all your time working on your weakness. Recognize your strengths because your strengths are where God plans to prosper you and increase you and already have anointed you. And as you do, as you walk, I'm going to symbolically close my iPad. As you do, it don't mean anything, but I'm going to symbolically close it anyway. Give you all some hope. As you walk into that, you will find that there is a grace and an anointing in that to prosper. So then I don't have to be over here struggling, struggling, struggling. I can just walk over here where the anointing. Now, don't, 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 don't misunderstand me. I'm not suggesting that where, where, the, where the anointing is, there are no struggles. No, no, no. There are, there, Goliath sometimes show up because you're anointed. You understand that? David didn't have any issues till, till, till Samuel came along and anointed him. You understand that? Everything was perfect. All he was doing was delivering cheese to his brothers. They were the one out on the battlefield. He had nothing to do but look after sheep and cheese. That's all he had to do. He was the original dairy boy. Right? But boom, that anointing of king hit him. And don't you know it? A couple of chapters after, here come Goliath. But, the, but, but, did you, but did you notice that that anointing on him to be king gave him wisdom for how to deal with Goliath? Yeah. That no one else seemed to have, because they were all like, we got to go to war, we got to go to war. And he's like, no, let's just do a one-on-one thing with him. And, uh, and I don't need all that other, I just need a stone. You, listen, you and one anointed stone is all... You and one anointed stone is all that's necessary to take care of your Goliath. It's all, it's all you need is one anointed stone. So, so don't think that I'm saying that if you walk into your anointing, there won't be any Goliath. In fact, like I said, you know, Goliath come, Goliath go. It's the Saul's that are the real pain. Why? Why? Because Goliath, one swipe and he was gone all lasted a lifetime. You understand that? And I come to find out that in every life, you got some Goliath and you got some Saul. Let me help you with this. With the Goliath, you got to know when to swipe at them, take them out. With the Saul, you got to treat them with honor. Now, a lot of people want to do the other way. Do it the other way around. They want to swipe out Saul because he's irritating. And they want to just leave Goliath alone because he can be further away. You, you, <sighs> some of you got to stay back for the 11 o'clock service, all I can say about that. So the anointing in your life, whatever realm of life you're in, you can go prosper in that. And it's, here's the last thing I'm going to say, I think, for this service. From that position of your anointing, in whatever realm of life you're at, that's where you prophesy into that anointing. That's where you prophesy out of that anointing into that realm. And that's where you start saying, doors be open, doors be closed. This one come, that one go, stay, grow. That is from that position that you exercise your reign from your position, because outside of the anointing, I don't have the ability to reign. Come on, stand with me, real quick. Stand with me, stand with me, stand with me. Again, hear my heart with the product on the table. The purpose of the product is discipleship. You understand that? The purpose of the product is discipleship. So you want to make sure you go now and get that, those of you that's online. Father, in the name of Jesus, come and stretch your hands towards me. Pastor Dustin, going to come close us out in style. <laughs> I'm going to hand it over. He's going to close us out in style. But before he comes on, I'm going to close us out in prayer. Father, in the name, come on, stretch your hand. Those of you that's watching online, those, those of you that's in the balcony, those of you that, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to every anointing and every call in this room, and I call it forth. 
for this time. I call for activations. I call for impartations. I call for the stirring of the things of the Spirit of God in and among you. Come forth in Jesus. The gifts and ministries and diversities of the operation of the Come forth. Uh, for <laughs> I want to say healing. Something about blood pressures being stabilized. I see that. I want to. I want. I want to say this. Something about a pinch. A pinch. Uh, this might be you. That's online. This might be you. That's online. This might be you. That's watching the archives. Something about a pinch nerve. I'm speaking peace and calm to that now. In Jesus' name, right where, right where, where you are, wherever you are, whoever you are. And you say, well, you didn't call, you didn't call that situation up. That's okay. That's okay. You can take it. The, I sense the presence of God in the room. Strong, I sense the presence of God in the room. And I prophesy over you, you will walk into... Uh, I, I see it this way. I see it this way. Uh, hear me fast. I see it this way. Someone in here, at least one person in here, I see it this way, walking in, kind of walking out again, then walking in, and kind of walking out again, and walking in, and kind of walking out again, and you're thinking, I don't know if I, I don't know if I dare walk into that again. I'm talking about a business situation. I don't know if I'm there walking in again. I don't know if I dare walk, and I hear the Spirit of God say, go with the strength of God and the power of God on you. I declare over you, I prophesy over you a strength to start and a strength to produce and a strength to stay in Jesus' name. Yeah, activations happening. Come on, right where you are. Praying the Holy Ghost for a little bit. Right where you are. Praying the Holy Ghost for a little bit. I sense activations and stirrings of the Spirit in the room. The stirrings of the Spirit. The stirrings of the Spirit. Something about someone's tailbone. Something about someone's tailbone. The spine and the tailbone. Something about someone's tailbone. Right where you are. Be healed of that now. Loose that in Jesus' name. Something about the tailbone. Something about the tailbone. Yeah. Zen grandom brefesinande. Prate brafunosha kayaman jengle befrekisanandjaya. Grandora bafrekasa. Yeah, banjo. There is strength for 2023. Damon brafikionde. Jangara master naya. Tekere befekusanonje. Mande prafakata karamofrekisanandje. Barabasta. If any of you in here has anyone in the hospital, will you come down and give me a prayer cloth or something that I can, I can lay my hands on and then you can bring back to them? If anyone in here has anyone in the hospital that can't, that can't uh, come, come with a prayer cloth or something, or so, uh, they'll, they'll probably give you a cloth if you, if you don't have one. And those of you that's watching online, I guess you can call in. You can call in for that. Let me hang on to it. 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 Anyone else? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Those that's watching online, if you need a prayer cloth sent to you, I'm sure that, I'm sure that they can call in and, 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 and uh, type something on the, on the chat room. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You can't talk about the anointing, you can't talk about the Holy Ghost and not have Him show up. You understand that? Yeah, that would be counterproductive. Why, why would God have us come together to talk about the Spirit of God and then don't have Him show up? Yeah, he, that's because He intend to. Did you want to give me a prayer? Hallelujah. What did you want to give me? Okay. I like all these phones. <laughs> oh, here comes another phone. <laughs> yeah, good. I like that. Okay. Now, you that's out there, you, you have to understand the anointing isn't just however you determine, however you define what you think ministry is. Sometimes I almost want to tell people, scrape that word and just use the word life. You understand that? 
because we don't want it to be a success in here and a failure out there. That doesn't help anyone, including you, especially you. God, God, wants, God wants His hand evident on you everywhere. coming. I don't know who started that phone thing, but it sure is a whole lot heavier than prayer cloth, tell you what. <laughs> a whole lot heavier. Father, in the name of Jesus, for everyone represented in this, for every healing necessary in this, for every freedom that's necessary for this. Father, in Jesus' name, I speak to this now with every one of you, every one of you, every one of you. In Jesus' name, and I speak the healing power, the freeing power, the, in, be healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That thing about the tailbone keep coming up again. That thing about the blood pressure keep coming up again. Anything else you need, go ahead. I sense a swirl of the spirit in the room. I sense a move and a ah pandem So Father, thank you. And as I'm praying, because I've got to pray, because it's like an award show, the music's already come up. Father, in Jesus' name, but whatever healing it is you need, go ahead and go on taking that. You don't, you, you don't have to leave just because. But Father, thank you that Jehovah Jireh is already in 2023. That Jehovah Jireh is already in that for us. In fact, you all need to start declaring that. Hear me? You need to start declaring that. Jehovah Jireh, you're already in my 2023. You're already in my 2023. You're already in my 2023. You're already in there. So, 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 so what all it is that you need, and you don't even know what you need, but He knows, Jehovah Jireh knows. And He's, for some of you, He's got a ram caught in the thicket for you. I prophesied that over you. He's got a ram caught in the thicket for you. And you will march in and march out again in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen.